The global pandemic has taught us anything about business. It's that communications expertise is not just necessary, it's imperative. Remember when the shutdown started and every organization on earth sent an email that said, out of an abundance of caution, dot, dot, dot. There was zero creativity and it was clear in most cases it was not written by anyone with any communications expertise. That or they were forced to include that sentence, that phrase. Then we experienced a firestorm of epic proportions. It wasn't just a pandemic, but the economy took a nosedive. There was a global movement for not just social justice, but diversity and equality too. Employees began to require their employers to take a stance. And if it didn't match their own values, some of them just quit their jobs. At the same time, women began to leave the workforce in droves because homeschooling and working full-time was just too much. Truthfully, had I worked for a company during all of this, I too would have had to take a leave of absence. It's a lot. It's the first time in history we've experienced so many crises at one time. And the organizations that are emerging from the embers are those that have communications experts at the decision-making table. And that, my friends, is what we're going to discuss on this week's Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. In March of this year, AstraZeneca came under fire because of allegedly including outdated information about efficacy in the report that its two-dose vaccine provides strong protection against coronavirus without serious side effects. It was once billed as the world's coronavirus vaccine because of its low price and ease of storage. But this latest blunder followed the suspension of vaccine use because of fears it causes blood clots and even earlier criticism after a dosing mistake muddled results from its UK trial. Now, more than half of people surveyed in France, Germany, and Spain actually think the shot is unsafe, according to a YouGov poll. Not to mention, people in developing countries feel like they're getting the third or fourth best option. Not a good place for AstraZeneca to be. This has, of course, clouded the shot's reputation and left governments wary. And while some have billed this as a PR disaster, it's anything but. It's a disaster, yes, and it is a crisis for sure, one that can cost the company reputation and market share, but it wasn't created by PR. It's not a PR crisis. It's a crisis. It's a company crisis. It's a business crisis. It's a leadership crisis, not a PR crisis. And as it turns out, there is no one on the senior executive team at AstraZeneca with communications as a core part of their responsibilities. This is a difference from rivals such as Pfizer or GlaxoSmithKline. When communications responsibility is relegated within an organization, it can hardly come as too much of a surprise that public relations problems will follow. This would appear to be a logical consequence rather than unforeseen error and reinforces the argument that public relations should be given the kind of C-suite level importance that is never up for debate when we talk about other functions such as legal, financial, and commercial. Hanover CEO Charles Lewington, in talking with Provoke Media, said, in my experience, there are still too many global businesses, particularly those operating in regulated environments, where communications issues are handled at the senior exec level through the general counsel or even compliance. There are some general counselors who really get the importance of managing corporate reputation, and I personally have worked with some of them. 
But when a highly complex crisis hits a company hard, general counsel, of course, will default to the mindset of the lawyer and CEOs are not always offered highly strategic communication solutions from trusted comms advisors who can also move nimbly in a crisis. In the case of AstraZeneca, it appears that the company has suffered from a lack of internal scrutiny regarding key decisions, the kind of risk management mindset that is standard practice when a communications professional is in the room. And this isn't just an issue for the vaccine makers. Organizations around the world do silly things, such as have comms report into HR or into marketing or into legal. There isn't someone with communications expertise at the executive level in most cases, but certainly not all, who can provide an unemotional and strategic look at what the risks and opportunities are with every decision made both internally and externally. I'll be back in just a minute to discuss what life looks like if there are communications at the C-suite level. And it goes beyond being more creative about the out of an abundance of caution messaging. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO Model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now, back to the show. I'm back. Several years ago, we worked with a company that had a hugely successful brick-and-mortar store, and they, understandably, wanted to take that success online. They had created a cult following, and fans around the globe begged, begged them to ship their products so they could enjoy them no matter where in the world they lived. They hired us to build the Peso model program that would help them announce the launch of their online business, both to current and potential customers. Not to toot my own horn, but totally going to toot my own horn. We crushed the planning and execution. It was almost flawless. And the reason I say almost is we did everything we were supposed to do and more, but the launch of the online store failed. They didn't generate enough revenue to pay our fees, which I always take as a personal failure. When we began to dig in, mostly because I had to figure out why the perfectly executed plan didn't amount to increased revenue, we realized shipping was double the price of the products. So if I bought a $20 product, the shipping was $50, $70 for a $20 product. We discovered this not because the client was forthcoming or because we were in executive leadership meetings. 
we discovered this because several of us tried to use the online store to figure out what was going on. When we discovered that, we dug into the data and we found that 99%, nearly all of their website visitors dropped off at the shopping cart. If that wasn't an indication that their shipping costs were out of whack and causing the issue, I don't know what was. Massive indication there, right? But when we took it to our day-to-day -day contact to see if we could get an audience with leadership, he shut us down. It turned out he was fearful of losing his job over it all, and he didn't want to take the risk of giving his boss's boss the bad news. I learned a few lessons about running my own business and client service from that experience. But the biggest thing I learned was that we would never again work with a client where we didn't have direct access to the leadership team. If they weren't willing to put communications at that level, they weren't the right client for us. And that's okay. In this instance, had we been at the leadership level, we would have been able to comment on operations decisions before the online store launched and hopefully would have had the mindset to be able to say, hey, guess what? No one's going to buy if shipping costs are more than twice what they're buying. Ah, hindsight. It's a great lesson, isn't it? But my point is that, especially after the past year of the mother of all crises with what felt like 200 of them wrapped tidily into 12 months, the companies that fared well place importance on communications. And those that don't, well, look at AstraZeneca as the ultimate case study. Had there been a communications professional in the room, there would have been a discussion about the decision for their vaccine to be billed as the world's shot on a nonprofit basis to low and middle income countries in the developing world. They likely would have been canceled, but the project was going to be fraught with risk because they were going to be operating at the behest of politicians whose interests are fundamentally different from their own. They also would have known how to use this huge mission, huge mission, to create a grassroots campaign of ambassadors around the world who would educate, inform, and help people gain access to the vaccine. And they most certainly would have been able to counsel on messaging and activity when the NIH stopped distribution in the U.S. and when the EU suspended use. We can't prevent those things from happening, of course, but we can most certainly provide perspective on the risks and opportunities so decision-making is more informed. Alas, I know I'm massively biased, but communicators have an unprecedented opportunity right now to take a seat at the decision-making table and provide insight post-pandemic. If you'd like to discuss how you might do that for your organization or for that of your clients' organizations, Join us in the Spin Sucks community. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's free, it's fun, it's smart, and you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 